Hi folks, um, another somewhat promoted interview this week, so I have no content warnings, uh, at least not for the interview, which is nice because that does bring us to our second warning, and that is we have cats, we have dogs, all the chickens are in bed, so it's it's not a big deal. Um, I wish to clarify their bed, not our bed, because this is important. if that ha ladder happened, then that would move us to number three. Which is that uh, we swear a lot, often, at the animals. I would swear a lot if there was a chicken in the bed. Yeah, me. Yes. Yes. Because you would be responsible. I would. I would. So, um, hey, welcome to Productivity Alchemy episode 261. Uh, we will be talking later uh, to Andy Mowat, the founder of Gated.com. And uh, this is actually, it's funny, I've been reading through it. And I'm like, you know, maybe I should look at this service. But then I... Um, but I'm still, I'm still sitting on the fence about it. So anyway, that's, that's me. Um, it uh, started as a side project, and then it took off with a life of its own, which is always kind of cool to hear about. Um, but we'll get to that in a little bit, and, you know, we'll see how he stays productive. As for me, I don't know why I threw the extra little trill or whatever the fuck that was in there. Um, you're snickering. I am just a tad. I had a good week. Um, or I've, I've, so far I've had a good week. I mean, there were some ups and downs, but, uh, you know, overall today I had the breakthrough on the project that Woo! I've been working on for like the last two, three days and it's exciting and I'm pretty thrilled by it and can't wait to see what comes out of it. Um, so there is that and I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I also had a chance, um, Today, I had an interesting appointment in that uh, someone in the uh, company, elsewhere in the company, was interested in what, like, internal job openings and what the different um, site reliability engineer sort of subgroups inside of my company did. And so I had a just sort of an amazing conversation because I, I had forgotten... You know, sometimes when you get in a project, you forget why you're passionate about what you do. You're just sort of heads down and grunting about it's not working. It should be working. Why isn't it working? And then, and I was explaining that, you know, I, I we have hard problems to solve and I really enjoy solving them. And every day is maybe not every day, but every, every problem is something that hasn't like literally has not been solved by anyone else often before and like some of it there's solved theory there's there's you know books on maybe how how to think about doing it but like for hard concrete solutions for the sort of thing that like a couple of the things i've worked on i am uh, you know new ground it's really pretty cool <laughs> that's awesome um and uh and that's kind of why uh i'm excited to do my day job every day i mean you know depending on how much sleep i've had but that's neither I here mean, nor there yeah it, it's like being a writer it's when i'm in the middle of edits or the the bit where the book is not working i'm like why the hell do i do this why am i not a medical test subject and yeah i you have those moments you're like hey this is amazing i get to do this cool thing i never feel i never question why i would i uh, why didn't i become a medical test subject i'm sorry i uh <laughs> that's just not my jam um yeah, hello, orange cat. That was exciting. Graceless. Yeah. Um, she just jumped up, slid across my desk, and jumped down on the other side. So, you don't look at me with those green eyes, those yellow-green eyes. I don't know what you're thinking. Probably for the best. Anyway, um, yeah, no, but, uh, like, but it's not like I'm just like, oh, I'm going to go in, and I'm going to have, you know, six meetings that probably could have been emails and then i'm maybe going to have you know 10 minutes in between each one to work on the things that i need to get done this week and blah 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 i i'm actually really privileged to 
like have time to really, you know, think and experiment and do what needs to be done. Um, That's pretty cool. Kind of cool. Yeah. And also before work this morning, I'd woken up early and I decided I, uh, I wanted a new feature in this utility I use. So I wrote it and submitted it to the upstream project for review. <laughs> cool. Um, so yeah, uh, writing more code, doing more things, uh, and really excited about it. And I'm hoping, I mean, one of the things is I am, you know, deep in the company and don't often get to like talk, uh, particulars about what I do. So, um, it was a fun conversation with this, uh, with this other person who was learning about all the different roles in SRE groups. Um, yeah. So, and then, uh, three day weekend. So I'm going to try to catch up on the things that I haven't been able to catch up on because we've been doing other things like, I don't know, recovering from COVID, recovering from a vasectomy, um, taking Jacob to college, um, we had something else going on on Sunday, and I forget what it was. But there's, like, things that we need to do that require, like, the dump to be open, and they're not open on Sundays. And so I'm just like, finally, I get... There are two days where the dump will be open, and I can make... You know, I can take all the recyclables in. <laughs> we'll I, overdo uh, on that. I... I don't think we had any plans for Sunday because we are supposed to, we were supposed to be in Montreal. We were. And then the passport woes happened, mm -hmm. which has been a lot of my week and a lot of my stress level. Yeah. But uh so we uh Ursula will be appearing at Crossings Con virtually. Yes, I will be on a screen. Yes. Um and uh, I will be trying to do the things that I've wanted to do for like the last month, but haven't been able to this weekend. Although I, I, I may block out some time to build some Legos cause I haven't built Legos in a while. It's just, I can't decide what to build first at this point. <laughs> so I, I have some smaller sets that probably won't take as long. Like the, um, uh, the nano gauntlet, the uh, red gauntlet, uh, from Avengers Endgame. Um, just came in and I've got the new Mandalorian starship. And if I had oodles and oodles of hours, I've got Optimus prime and the, uh, Lego creators, Harley Davidson. But uh, I don't think I have oodles and oodles of time to do either of those this weekend. Well, you can certainly, yeah, certainly carve out some time to do. Something. Yeah. But I, I certainly want, um, the Mandalorian starship to go with, the Razor Crest, although I'm going to have to figure out a way to hang it up. And no, I'm not going to take the Lego Razor Crest and reduce it to a pile of Legos with lights in it. Tempting though that may be for canon for the <laughs> Mandalorian. Spoilers. Spoilers. Come on, it's been out for almost a year now. I had someone yell at me for spoilers for Dune. And I Which was, one? Uh, the, the one that came out recently and I was like, it's Dune. It's 50 years old. Uh, and at least, the reply yeah. was, well, some of us don't read books. <sighs> and I'm like, I... I, I don't know what to there, do with that. There, you know. I, I cannot help you on this one. Yeah. No, not really. Not one of my followers, just someone who was mad, so... You tend to attract those. I mean, I don't, for the most part, uh... But when they come, I try to make sure that they have a memorable experience. And you haven't had to, to break out, um, you know, Bob recently. Uncle Sven. Uncle Sven. Yes, Uncle yes. Sven recently. So that's... I, I don't know if that's a positive or negative, because the moment you feel the need to start launching into an Uncle Sven story, that's when I get out the popcorn. Because I know you've just hit the limits. Of, I, my yeah. proudest internet trolling is not actually Uncle Sven, although I am usually proud of those. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's uh, when I someone accused me, told me I was the reason communism failed. And, wow. Uh, I immediately launched into, uh, uh, Father, the Tsar has come for our cabbages. 
Oh. No, no, Father, do not. Uh, no, uh, where is Mother? Oh my God, she has she has died of cabbage poisoning. No, Father, put down the axe. We will carry on. No, we will bury her among the cabbages, or where the cabbages would be if the Tsar's men had not taken them for their illicit sauerkraut fighting ring. And, uh, yeah, that's um. And someone wrote a fanfic about <laughs> a lengthy fanfic about the Tsar's uh, sauerkraut wrestling ring, which it, it, that's yeah which included the phrase a a man who does not love hot sauerkraut wrestling cannot be said to love Russia. And like I would have been honored to have written that line. So that's yeah, no, am, that's a hell of a line. I I am in awe of of the uh, the it had a training montage and everything so well yeah yeah training montage that's that's impressive in a in a written work um, I don't think I've ever actually read a training montage quite yeah like you would see in a movie but okay um, probably haven't read about hot sauerkraut wrestling either not really not not I I like sauerkraut but maybe not that much. Perhaps yeah. I do not truly love Mother Russia. It's true. So. Okay. Um, do we have anything else to talk about? You or can ask just... me about my week. Oh, well, I thought you already said your week was mostly, but okay. Is there, What else about your week? How, how, how much writing did you... What's your word count at? How are you... Uh, yeah. Well, I got a thousand words done today, so okay. which was good. Uh, yesterday, I... Uh, did not do a word count, but I got, I, I did the, the proofs for the next horror novel. And the day before that, Ugh. I did all of the edits on the next self-pub, uh, sort of middle grade book. And a day that I do... A so, sort of middle grade book. Oh, is this, uh, is this... Um, Illuminations. Illuminations. Okay, yes. yes, yes. That one is a middle grade book. I firmly believe it is middle grade. Uh, my editor was screaming about butter and the horror, the horror. And uh, I'm like, what? There's nothing that horrific. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah. yeah it's not so, like the butter eats people in that one. I did a lot of uh, <laughs> I did a lot of editing so far this week, right? Which is, you know, it, it's 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 real work. Editing, it is, and uh, and I yeah. I know like a lot of writers have that problem where I didn't put words on paper. I was editing and don't and and just they know it's work, but it doesn't feel like work because it's not necessarily you know getting a paragraph or two into the current work in progress. Right, right. Well, in my case, since I try to write a thousand words a day, it's not getting a couple of pages into the... Yes, uh, yeah. but, you know. But it's it's going. I, uh, I was, like, super jazzed to write last week, and I even wrote a short story and stuff. Uh, nobody get excited. It was uh, for an anthology I had been invited to, so it's already sold. Uh, but uh, then, like, trying to wrangle all of the paperwork for this damn passport oh renewal my God, that has yeah. failed uh, just sucked the frickin' life out of me. Like, there... Yeah, no, it was... It was... Yeah. Palpable. There is, there is nothing like having to call the office... Of the senator that you hate so much that if he was on fire, and you would, uh, you would, I mean, we're not even at the wouldn't piss on him if he was on fire point. Like, I would, I would look around for marshmallows to toast, kind of thing. And having to call his office to get it sorted out because this is one of the things that they supposedly do for their constituents, only to find out the passport office is like, Oh yeah, that photo you sent in that was an eighth of had your face an eighth of an inch too small. Uh, you need to send us the replacement, and I'm like, I sent the replacement two weeks ago, and they're like, we don't have it. Oh. It's probably somewhere. Oh, for God's sake! So sent the digital attachment version. They were like, oh, okay, well, we'll uh, we'll flag this to find out where it is. I'm like, that's the best you can do. 
Uh, <sighs> meanwhile, the very nice Canadian con who is yes. trying so hard is like, well, if you called, you know, the passport office hotline, usually I can find it and tell you where it is. And I'm like, oh, honey, I think that's only in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> I I appreciate this, but as someone who lives in kind of a failed state, <laughs> yeah, not uh, not quite not quite like that here. Anyway. Anyway. So that's my ranting, but it's okay. Um, so we'll be home. Yes. I'll be sleeping late. I hope. Um, spending time with the chickens. Uh, a couple things, a couple of cabinets I want to clean out. We'll see if I get to them or not. Or if I get stra distracted with, you know, a shiny thing and then lose track of time. Because it's, that is a thing that happens. I mean, if if we weren't supposed to get distracted, why would the things be so shiny? Okay, that's fair. That is absolutely fair. And you're already done with your first set of things to sign. I hear you moving tape. So... I need scissors. Uh, those I yes I will get those for you in a moment um, because we I have should to probably get, start the interview. That's though. what I was trying to do. Oh, um, so hey, uh, Andy Mowat from Gated.com, founder, um, entrepreneur, uh, really cool guy to talk to, and we'll have that for you right after this. Hi folks, I am here today with Andy, who has graciously uh, agreed to talk about how he stays productive and related things. Um, and so I'm just going to roll with it. Andy, can you do a significantly better job than I just did introducing yourself and tell us about what you do? Absolutely, Kevin. Yeah. Um, so I'd say, I guess there's three parts to me, uh, two today and then one historical. I um. I have a family, um, my wife, two little kids. It's all great there. It's just uh, really neat. Um, on the work side, uh, for the last 20 years, I've spent scaling go-to-market teams, so sales and marketing, uh, for three companies that have ended up being unicorns. And in the meantime, Ooh. in between those, I've I've played with some interesting startups as well, too. So I, um, I've worked and taken uh, to kind of more than $100 million in revenue Upwork, um, which is the old Elance Odesk um, box, and then most recently Culture Amp, which helped people collect, measure, and act on employee feedback. Uh, and I, I you know what? Know. Yeah, I, I take. I we actually at at my day job we actually use Culture Amp. So oh, neat. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, no. I joined them, and they were like you know below ten million in revenue, and we uh, we took it from a nice to have that a couple people did to basically it's hard to run a company where you don't today understand the culture of your company. So that's neat to hear what yeah. you do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then um, about a two year, about three years ago, I hacked something together on the side um, and we'll, we'll, we'll definitely spend some more time talking about it that effectively stops email from people that you don't know, um, forces them to prove that they value your time and I hacked it uh -huh. together and people just started asking me for it all the time. Um, I'm really passionate <laughs> about the concept of focus and productivity. So I'm excited to spend time with you today. Um, but yeah, uh, this company called Gated, uh, gated.com. Uh, we are working to give people back control over their own attention, which I think in today's economy with all these digital annoyances um, is hard, right? Like it's hard to even oh, yeah, yeah. have control over your own attention. So I think that's a really fun topic for us to dive deeply into. Yeah, no, um, I I am actually familiar with Gated. It's not a service I myself have used, but uh, I have heard of it. And uh, uh, similar services is really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So with all that going on, family, uh, do company that's all you, all that stuff. Um, 
how do you yourself stay organized and keep yourself productive? Yeah, I, I am a big fan of prioritization. There's the concept of, you know, you put the, uh, <laughs> if you put the sand in first and then all the different things and you don't put the big rocks in at the beginning, you're going to get swamped. So I'm a big fan of just being crystal clear on what are the most important things to move. Uh, and that is actually yep. a core value of our entire company at Gated. Um, and so focus matters a lot to me. Uh, I'd say the other big thing for me is like, I'm still a paper guy. Like I, I write down on a piece of paper, um, what are my top three to four things going into the every day? Um, and it feels really good to cross those things off. But um, I've tried a ton of task management tools. I, you know, every, everybody will try to build a new one. Um, I still oh, like yeah. um, I like to be, I also like to, when I'm listening to somebody, as I see you're doing the exact same thing, like I like to write stuff down mm -hmm. because it allows me yeah. to be listening and focusing on what they're saying. And then afterwards I can go back and digest it. So, um, you know, those two things, keep me organized. Um, beyond that, I have mm -hmm. no tools and it's by design. I want to keep as light tools as I possibly can, even though I'm a tools junkie. Right. Uh, the one, the game changer for me, what I'm actually writing on is a remarkable. Mm. The, uh, the, basically it is the, I personally think it is the most perfect implementation of a digital notebook. And it is, it has one purpose and it is, just for writing on it is amazingly good and so focused so yeah you're right though i i write all my notes down on this because it, it helps me remember and digest yeah i tend to go back um, at the end of every day and i will then scan through the notes 90 percent of what i wrote down is worthless but that 10 percent then becomes action items or prioritization or um i can disseminate out to my team i'm a big believer in transparency as well too yeah yeah um so I noticed a couple, a couple things you're talking about big rocks first and prioritization. Did you do Franklin Covey? I've read the books. I, I tend to be a person <laughs> that, that, you know, I've done, I've, you know, the ESTJ, the, all the different things I've done probably like 20 mm -hmm. different corporate exercises over the years. I'm not somebody that theory sticks. I'm somebody right. where I find something that really works for me. And then I put it into practice in a very scalable way. So All I'm right, probably yeah. living a lot of Franklin Covey. I just don't know it. <laughs> At this point, yeah, after doing this for so long, I can actually recognize the pieces from different systems. It's, it's kind of funny. Um, yeah, I, which... read a ton, I read a ton and I absorb mm -hmm. and then, but, you know, I'll test and trial and iterate on things. And then most things don't work and you throw them away and then a couple things work. Yeah, um, uh, I'm fond of saying and have said in the past, uh, keep what works and toss the rest out. Yes, yes. Yeah. I think it's dangerous if you just re if you do what other people tell you. you got a, we're all different. We all tick differently. Like you've mm -hmm. got to figure out what pieces work for you, which is so interesting when we get to gated. Like we've designed it to. I think a lot of tools <laughs> people design mm -hmm. for their own idiosyncrasies, but I think what we've tried to do is design it to the common denominator uh, as well, too. Which is which is really hard to do. Uh, one of the challenges I've had uh, both with the company I currently work for and, and the one prior is you start off with something that is very idiosyncratic and then people like it and then you realize that you have to, in, in order to grow the business, you have to like start prepackaging things so that it has a broader appeal and that can be really, that can be a really difficult transition. Yeah, that is a challenge. Um, it's funny. I always say like every CEO is going to try to write their own task management tool and there's hundreds and thousands, maybe even thousands of them out there for sure. So um, oh, yeah, I, agree, yeah. I agree with you fully on um, that. I think the way we look at it and, you know, maybe an interesting analogy is like, I always say, if you want to manage email twice as fast, that's mm -hmm. superhuman, or that's one of those tools. If you yeah, want yeah, the yeah. problem never to exist in the first place, that's gated. Um, and so, the, if you so, I, I and if we go too deep here, let me know. But we are consciously not building an email client. Lots and lots of people have email clients. What we do is we work with mm -hmm. every email client, and therefore we don't change your workflow. You just use email the same way you always did. So that's kind of been one of the big ahas for us is people don't want to change their workflow. 
Uh, yeah, um, and so I started out my career, uh, my tech career, with a company back in the <clears throat> '90s who did specifically an email client. You remember the days when email clients were were very specific and commercial, and to you know the the old school before the internet took over the world, um, and uh, uh, that was like that was one of the things about it is that you you almost you you would get into a workflow with a particular client and if they changed something or if corporate decided you were going to use something else it disrupted the world yes right yes. um and uh, and now it's much more of a, i can choose with unless i'm you know a microsoft shop i can basically choose whatever tool i want to use and um it becomes less disruptive, but then you have to deal with, like you said, the interruptions that come from email on a daily. I am so familiar with the problem. <laughs> um, so what systems and habits have you developed around that? Um, not just the email handling, but that, that whole information flow and, and your daily, because, you know, you talked about putting big rocks first. You talked about, um, you know, doing it all on paper. I, and prioritizing, but can we dig in a little there? Yeah, I mean, I scribbled down a couple things um, on this. Um, mm-hmm. One is, I mean, I use time blocking. Um, it's, okay. It, it is the only way I know how to get sanity in terms of, like, I need to focus on this or be able to get there. And I think it's interesting because we've just spent a lot of time at the offsite, and a lot of where we're going really is, like, how do we give people more and more focus around mm-hmm. their time and they give the ability to do that? I'd say gated is huge for me, like, I gated takes away between 30 to 50% of the email our typical user gets um, depends upon the use case. Oh, wow. Um, and we exchange that for, you know, a couple people donating to reach you. And so what it means mm-hmm. is, you know, out of the hundred people that are trying to hit me, a small percentage of those people are going to come in, but those people value my time and they've proven that they do. And so I'm right. actually willing to spend time on those people. So when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is not go check my inbox and get in delete bad stuff mode. I'm in the <laughs> everything in here is good and relevant to me mode. And so I've effectively thrown away that half hour of triage that I have to do every morning and then maybe twice additional during the day. Nice. And um, and we will get more, more in depth on that, but that's the trick, right? Gated, um, you you are donating to charities in order sort of to pass the gate, which Bingo. I think is fantastic. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. Um, time blocking focus time. Do you schedule, do you time block out time for your family? Yes, I do. Um, there's, okay. uh, there's, so I have eight to nine every morning just to kind of get my, like I finished with the kids at like seven forty-five a.m. Um, eight mm. to nine, like seven forty-five to eight is just kind of like get my own mental state and gear. Eight to nine is generally like, you know, if I need to do anything urgent for the business or whatever. But so, like, I've got the morning blocked out for the family. Every day, I walk to go get my son from school. Okay, um, and so that takes about half hour, forty minutes. Um, sometimes I drive. I will admit. Uh, and then you know, five o'clock on is blocked. Now five to five thirty is like take a walk, be prepared for family. You know, catch up on mm-hmm. the day. And five thirty on is till about eight thirty is family time, and then I'll kind of roll back into catching up on things. Yeah, yeah, um, and that was I, I think blocking that time out. I uh, when my kids still lived here, kids they're young adults now, they're young men now. Uh, yeah, there was I I had literally when it was my week with them, I would have that time blocked out because I had to go get them from school, and you know, uh, we would have that time together and that discussion after that maybe if I hadn't blocked the time out and I was just relying on, you know, the goodwill of my coworkers or whatever, it just wouldn't have happened. Yes. Right. Yes. It's really yeah. important. You've got to do that. I mean, especially in a startup when it's all consuming, like you just got to do that. I think it's mm-hmm. also like not just blocking out the time with them, but blocking out the time to get in the right mental state to be there as well. Too. Right. Um, and I was talking to, to, to someone earlier today about uh, that having, taking the time to, be intentional like that um, because it's a very intentional thing. Yeah. And I'm, no one's great. I don't think everyone's great at it. I'm not perfect, but I try. Right. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. 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 Um, cool. That actually kind of covers 
the uh, the next bit, but we can we can kind of do it. Uh, like uh, so, you start your day out, and it's it's all sort of the same thing: habits, systems, and then our routine. You start your day out, uh, uh, you know, like that. Um, what does the rest of your day look like, and how do you like decide on that prioritization of what's going to happen first, what's most important? Yeah, I mean, I try to you know before I go to sleep, I've written down like the four to uh-huh. five things that I need to accomplish that are. I, I try to always know like what are the bigger one or two big rocks I'm working on overall, but then I try to kind of, you know, knock on like quickly triage little things. And I kind of mm-hmm. go into the next day with like, these are the things that I need to chase down. Um, generally that's like my eight to 9 AM time. Just trying to crank through those. Um, yeah. I'd say, you know, my day is back to back calls like all day long. It's been that way for the last, <laughs> last 15 years. Like I think I just yeah. picked up a really neat new habit from, uh, guy who used to be a senior product leader at LinkedIn. I now mm-hmm. start every call, except for this one, I guess, um, at five after the hour because it's impossible to end on time, right? Like it's impossible to end yeah, five yeah. minutes early. And so every, there's a hack that I've figured out how to do where you mm-hmm. can't book with me if you're using my Calendly links um, <laughs> at like three o'clock. You can book it at 3.05 or 3.35 mm-hmm. or 3.45. So I've, I've realized that I I am religious about any meetings on time because I think it's important to respect other people. Oh, yeah. And and I've watched how leaders that don't end up having things just devolve to people show up 10 minutes late and 15 minutes late. Um, and so I'm good at ending things on time. Um, but that means that I don't have any time to uh, to get to the next one. And so that's the change I made in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, that's uh, that's one we struggle with. It was it was like we were trying to do that on a corporate level for my yeah. company, but it's it's a rough transition because everybody, you know, some people they just don't get into that mindset. They're so used to start at the hour, end at the hour, and uh, and things like that. So um, I'm glad to hear we're not the only ones doing it. It's a hard one to do for sure. Here's another fun one on the corporate norms that you kind of talked about that uh, mm-hmm. we're thinking a lot about from how does our product enable it, which is, okay. do you do like no meeting or no call like Wednesdays or Fridays or, or something like that? Do you, do you do any of that in your company or if you tried to and failed? Uh, we don't do it formally, uh, but because we're a global company, there is a natural sort of drift off on Fridays because, um, you know, like as Europe goes offline for the night, Australia and Asia are already offline. So then as, as the U E U S East. So you, you have this drift where it's just naturally, there's no one left to have. I had the same, Culture amp was the same way. Friday after about one o'clock was a very nice time. Mm-hmm. For me. I, I, I do think, and so I agree with that, that especially if you're global, that can help at the same time you pay for it on the other end, because you're taking evening calls or you're taking early morning calls. And, um, and so it's, it can be super painful if you work for a truly global company. I, it's interesting because the company was designed, we came out of an open source project, open source mm-hmm. product. Um, and so it already had that mindset of everybody's in different time zones from the different contributors. So it naturally flowed, which I, I found uh, interesting that the, the, the culture, at least the scheduling and everybody understanding that, you know, I have to sleep sometime. And so if you leave me a Slack message at 10 PM, my time, it might not get answered until the next morning. That's fine. Right. It's there. There's, it's actually built into our culture, uh, that, that asynchronousness of the, of the global time zone, which is, is, you know, really interesting having worked at companies that were all U S central and then expanded international or, you know, I'm the only East Coast employee on a West Coast team or something like that. That's really interesting. Yeah. Okay. I, I think we were still growing. We, we grew so fast at Coltramp. We were still growing up around that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. And the other thing we've been thinking deeply about, Kevin, is the uh-huh. idea of setting norms, right? So like email is a perfect uh-huh. example of when you try to say, listen, I know the best practice in productivity is only check email twice a day. People are going to mm-hmm. beat that down because you haven't set the norms. And so we're thinking right. a lot like first gate, it's about narrowing your inbox and focusing on things that are valuable to you. But I think we definitely mm-hmm. think through 
the broader, I don't know if you've seen our, our manifesto, but it's really around um, giving you back control over your own attention. I think one thing is we've thought deeper about that is how do we help you set the norms so that people yeah. interact with you in the right ways? Uh, have you done any, do you, and this is this is personal, but it may may also be one of the refreshing things about my company is we are actively encouraged to disconnect when we're not working. Like from the C-suite down, actively encouraged, oh, you're going on vacation? Great. Uninstall Slack from your phone. Uh, turn off company email. I Are you doing anything like that? I, I think it's amazing. Yeah. We've just written an entire notion page on norms that we want to set. Like here are our values. Yep. Um, mm -hmm. Here are our, here are the norms that go along with those values. I E like we will not have meetings on Fridays. We start late. Um, mm -hmm. We want everybody in the company to talk to somebody they don't work with very often, like once a week. Mm -hmm. uh, we, there's things that are important <laughs> to us and we're going to go set those things. And that's going to give internal to a company, the ability to do those things. Um, it's funny. Somebody asked me, Andy, what are your team's working hours? I said, I don't know. Um, yeah. We do not. We do not set working hours for the team. We trust people. We are fully mm -hmm. remote, and so I think that is a that's a really important one as well. Too is like I don't know when my team is getting on. One guy gets on at six a.m. Another guy's on the East Coast, and he's getting on like multiple hours before me. You know, people are off at different <laughs> times. I think we're working really hard to build that as well too. Yeah, um, and uh, that that is one of the challenges in the the fully remote world. If your company isn't structured in a way to understand that people will not sit at their desks a fit sit a yeah, fixed time nine a.m. to five p.m. like if they were coming into the office, and that's okay. Um, it's it's been really difficult the last two years for sure. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's. Mm -hmm. It's different. We were, somebody said to me, and I think this was a culture amp, somebody said, it's like, it's really easy to run a fully remote company or a mm -hmm. fully in office company. That middle ground is hybrid. And I've seen that multiple times where, you know, people feel like second class citizens in a hybrid type of work and all of that. And so I think for me, I was an in office guy until COVID <laughs> happened and it changed my perspective. I, yeah, I've been working remote since 2011 now with different companies. So I hope I never have to go back into an office. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you mentioned notion. I, I love notion, but it, it never quite clicked for me. Um, <laughs> I, you know. these are hard tools. These curated sources of truth are curated yeah. locations for knowledge. I think people have to really commit to it. Um, you know, I, I mm -hmm. box was actually, I, I knew, I knew we needed a curated source of knowledge. So I went, I realized that while we had box, we also had confluence and mm -hmm. so I went and I got an entire group of people to use confluence. And then I started talking to the COO and he's like, what are you doing? Um, we use box. Um, and I said, <laughs> you know, respectfully, um, Box is an amazing tool for content management, but it is not a source mm -hmm. of curated knowledge. And he asked me some really hard questions and said, does Aaron know what's going on? I was like, no, but I, I don't report to Aaron. I report to you. Um, and, <laughs> and I started reporting to him the week before. And I was like, this has been some working in one department. And he's like, he asked mm -hmm. me a ton of hard questions. And I walked out of the room being like, uh-oh, I might be getting fired. And he walked into a meeting the next day. He's like, for curated source of knowledge, we use Confluence. Um, and so I'm, I'm mm -hmm. really passionate about like, where do you put knowledge and how you do it? I think the neat thing at, at Gated is my team has led this. Like right? a couple of people okay. on the team are really passionate about Notion even more so than I am. I want it to work, mm -hmm. but, they've, but it, right. it doesn't happen with everyone understanding the value of it. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I've been, because it, it follows is... Um, uh, with the whole productivity sort of thing is uh, I've been delving deeper into personal knowledge management lately, PKM. Yes. Yep. And uh, uh, just finished um, the uh, building a second brain course. Hmm. Um, and it's funny because uh, while it started on Evernote, because that's what Tiago used to build the course, to build all the stuff, there's whole subsections of people who, here's how you do it in Obsidian. Here's how you do it in Rome. Here's how you do it in Notion. Here's how you... It's amazing to see how that has gone from Evernote is the personal knowledge management tool to this explosion. Yes. Um, 
Yes, it has. And I think it's really changing of like, where do you do your work and how does that knowledge Mm -hmm. reach you at that given time? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, So there, you are using a tool for helping manage things. That's Notion. So, (laughs) yeah, yes, yes. I guess I would look at that less as a productivity tool and more as a knowledge tool myself. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um, Awesome. So, then, so you, you, you buckle down, you do all of your calls. So sorry, you have to spend that much time on the phone, but I know how it goes. Um, what does your evening look like for that wind down and for that, uh, you know, that prep for the next day? I'm guessing there's family time like embedded in there. Yeah. I mean, I take a walk, um, up to okay. the top of the hill around the corner. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I get back, I'll focus on family. I'll, try to leave the phone upstairs. Um, and, um, I, I don't have any notifications on my phone at all anyway. Um, so oh, wow. it, it's, uh, that being said, I still check LinkedIn periodically. Um, you know, focus, I mean, I'll, I'll focus on the family and then, you know, back, mm-hmm. you know, it's catch up on, you know, probably three nights a week. I will still go deep in on work and, um, it's just because I'm at a startup and we're, we're doing great yeah. things. So that's, uh, but I, mm-hmm. I'd say, so probably three nights a week, I'll crank, my wife will crank and we'll just kind of focus on work. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Totally. Well, sort of unrelated. Uh, uh, have your kids hit the like teenage stage yet? Or are they still at the, you know, they, because believe me, when they hit like preteen, suddenly you are not going to be the best focus as it were for them they're completely uninterested at least mine were um, yeah, yeah. no mine are uh three and five. Oh, yeah no then you're you're in prime time for being able to uh you know have a lot of family fun before it uh well before it becomes all about friends and etc um and everybody out there who's a parent is screaming at me it doesn't have to be that way this is my experience yours may be different just mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> um nice um so yeah and i guess uh, when they're that young they're probably going to bed way earlier than you are anyway and there's that nice after quiet time you get as well yep yep exactly yep mm-hmm. yeah and you're not competing for bandwidth, like they, like like I was doing at the end there, where my youngest was finishing school and playing League of Legend, and I'm trying to work it. <laughs> um, all right, are you ready for the fun questions? I mean, I'm already Go for it. Fun. Bring them on. All right, so uh, we'll start with what is the best advice you have been given and or in addition to the best advice you'd give someone else always have a thesis for your career i've written a good article it's on my linkedin um Mm -hmm. thing about like all the insights i've had on like career evolution particularly as like mid-career um i see so many people come to me and i was guilty of this too like hey one interesting job i'm a smart person i don't know how to help you um, but if you, but if you can say like, Hey, this is what I'm interested in. Like all of a sudden you're, mm-hmm. you're more focused, you're easier to help. And so I, I come to people all the time. I'm like, listen, like a lot of people help me in my career. I'm happy to help you in yours. You just, mm-hmm. if you can't enunciate where your thesis is, not where you want to be in 10 years, but like, where are you headed? What's the next X number of years going? Um, yeah, it's really hard for anybody to help you. Um, and so I think that mm-hmm. that is, that is advice I hammer into people hard, right? Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. Uh, anything else sort of in no, that category? No. Yeah. No, that one's okay. All right. This one, uh, I call the, uh, frequently, uh, sad, but easy question. Um, and that is how do you deal with failure or when you miss a goal? The best analogy I see here is there are waves in the ocean and Uh your job is not to bottom out on the bottom of the wave. And your job is also not to ride off the top and fly off the the wave. So I think it's, 
you know, I think I see this both ways. When I'm, when things are clicking, I'm on a high, I'm, you know, this, and I always got to remind myself when those things are clicking, like, Hey, you know, like don't ride off the top of the wave. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then you got to remember yourself when you're at the bottom of it, like, don't, mm-hmm. don't bottom out. Um, and if you can mm-hmm. smooth those waves, life's a little bit easier. Um, I think I also know that like I've had failings in my career um, or yeah. things that I felt like were failings at that time. Um, mm-hmm. And every one of them has gotten me to who I am today and where I'm at. And generally they opened up new doors. And so I look at it as it's hard when you're failing, right? Um, oh yeah. But there are multiple times when I've been like, God, this sucks. But like, if you learn from it and you iterate off of it, I feel mm-hmm. like you can get to better places. And so those are, you got to keep reminding yourself, like it will get better. Right. And, and, and all of those things. And yeah, I mean, I've had enough things in life that have put me, I mean, I recognize some people maybe haven't had all the, advantages to start that I've had and all those things. Right. So advice can some, but like if you approach it in a positive way, you're just going to get to a better place. Yeah. 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 Um, flip side of the coin, uh, the difficult, but fun question. Um, do you celebrate your successes? And if so, how? I just keep moving faster. Um, like that's, the, <laughs> uh, you know, it's like there's never enough. Like you gotta, you gotta. I've got that hunger inside of me, and so mm-hmm. I probably am better at dealing with failure than I am dealing with success. Which is why I keep telling myself when I'm riding to the top of that wave, and I now start mm-hmm. journaling. Like you are having a good week. Like enjoy mm-hmm. this but don't let it change your perspective. Right. So that's, you know, for me, it's more just yeah. like a, a moment and you check it. Like I'll never be satisfied with, with things. <laughs> you know, the reason I, I, I say this is the difficult one is because you're not alone. So many people have, are, are so good at dealing with failure, but they either don't know what to do with success or they just are like, well, that's done next. I don't take that moment to appreciate that they completed something or, you know, had that, that even that tiny little win. So it's cool. (laughs) Um, That is all the questions, believe it or not. That's great. Yeah. Um, Well, okay. All the, all the big official questions. Um, The newest question, which I guess it's not new anymore because we started doing it in 2000 and in 2021 um, is uh, you talked about giving to charities as part of gated um do you have any specific charities that you yourself would rather our people give to than to us because we don't need it hmm. um <laughs> so we let every user pick their mm-hmm. own nonprofit where they want the money to go um when i started this i did wounded warrior um because okay. i you know you see these folks on the street with that sign that say like i'm a vet mm-hmm and you want to help, but you don't know if they are right. Like, and so yep. I think for me, it was one of the organizations that's doing mm-hmm. well for people that have given a lot. I mean, I sit there and I think like, God, these people in Ukraine or in different places like that, that are mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like, if you lose a limb or something like that, when you're in your twenties, like your, your life is fundamentally changed. And so, yeah. You know, whether you believe in war or you don't, like, I think these are noble people that have, that have done good things. And so, mm-hmm. you know, Wounded Warrior is one of many organizations that we've tried. There's a couple others that we've, like, mental yeah. health is another one and doing that. So oh, that's yeah. one, or one bucket. I'd say, you know, um, we default to everyone right now. Um, we, we, we default if people don't want to pick for gated and we put people doctors without borders. Um, it is doing amazing work in oh. Ukraine um right now and so i think that's been another key one for me as well too we are uh yeah on a private scale that's one of the ones we support just uh constantly uh personally doctors without borders have been doing amazing work for literally decades yeah they they and, do uh, and yeah you know, people are like well why don't you have a ukraine charity i'm like we've done the research Doctors Without Borders is doing more impact there than almost anybody else. And so it's yeah. uh, like they are they are on the ground early in some of the worst worst challenges and disasters. 
And and even when it's not challenges, even when it's not disasters, like challenges, they've been involved. They were involved in Ebola before it became a, th- a big yeah. problem. They were involved in, you know, they've been involved with the fight against malaria for what feels like ever. Right? And, and I feel like their name, you know, whether it's intentional mm-hmm. or not, it's like, it shouldn't be about politics. It shouldn't be about borders. It, you know, it's like when mm-hmm. COVID broke out, like people shouldn't have been fudging statistics. They should have been sharing what was going on. And um, yeah, and so yeah. I, I think that uh, so many of these are artificial borders that we, that we set up as well too. So I, I think what they're yeah. doing is really good stuff. I agree. Um, obviously I agree. Uh, so um, this is your chance. Tell us a little more about Gated and then tell us where we can find you yourself online if you're comfortable sharing that. Oh, damn, I'm comfortable sharing because my email's Gated. So <laughs> anyone, can, anyone can email me, Andy, Andy at Gated.com. Um, that is just as how you would imagine it's spelled. Um, my email, I think most of us guard our email because they we are too afraid that somebody's going to scrape it and we're going to get on the wrong mailing list. I don't care. Like, if yeah. I have not emailed you before, you're not going to make it to my inbox. Um, and Or or if I haven't trusted your domain or a bunch of other things, or if somebody that we know isn't connecting us, it will go to a side folder. That email yep. doesn't disappear. It's not quarantined. Like I can still see it if I want to. I check it, you know, every couple days just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, I can always drag anything back in and, 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 and deal with it. And so, you know, gated effectively allows me to put my email out in the world <laughs> and not have to mask <laughs> it, hide it. Um, and it, it allows me to control my attention. I think the other big thing for me is, you know, I, I respect these people are doing outbound. Uh, we really mm-hmm. respect outbound, but like, man, there's so much irrelevant stuff. And so oh, yeah. when I do, when I do say, Hey, I'm not interested, people often just keep selling me. But I found that when people donate, like, and the minimum donation is like two bucks and everyone can control mm-hmm. their own donation. So when people donate a couple bucks, like they've decided that they respect my time um, enough to mm-hmm. think through, yes, I should have sent that email. Yes. I feel like I'm relevant to you. Um, yes. I feel like this message is relevant to you. And so I found just amazing experiences with these people that are donating. And so mm-hmm. the key stat that we share is in addition to like reducing your inbox call it between 30 and 50%. And it, it varies, you know, personally, yeah, yeah, yeah. sometimes personal emails will hit up to like 80% because there's a lot of garbage in there from long times. Um, we also help senders ironically by reducing mm-hmm. the noise. Right. So yep. today cold outbound reply rates are about one and a half to 2% before gated mm-hmm. with gated the reply rate on a donated email averages 46%. So right. ki- we believe we are killing the noise in email. We are not stopping cold outbound or cold connections. We still want you to be able to, those people to reach you if they value your time. And if we do that, we can make the world better for everyone. I don't know how old you are, but like I went to college. I didn't have an email address. I remember <laughs> sophomore year, sophomore year Princeton, they're like, here's this email thing. I'm like, what is this? But everything in there was good. Everything was from a person. Yeah. Everything yeah. was relevant. It's it, now it's not the case. Yeah, I was uh, as as I said, I worked for a company. We did specifically like proprietary email for Novell networking networks and the interconnections. This was in the early nineties, probably while you were in college. Um, yeah, we're of the and, same we're of the same genre and same age group. I think. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and so the whole. The whole thing was, yes, of course, anything that was showing up in my email, it was great because it was definitely from a real person. It was, um, you know, positively, you know, thought out before it was sent. There was spam. Spam did not exist at the time. Um, And and then in in 2004, Bill Gates was quoted at, I think, at Davos. And somebody said, Bill, aren't you worried about email spam? And he said, no, I'm not. Somebody will figure out how to put a, a price on email. Um, <laughs> yep. a lot of people have tried, and I think we figured mm-hmm. out kind of four or five innovative approach, innovative things that have allowed us to do it. But we, I actually met Bill Gates, his former technical chief of staff, who spent three or four years on this problem, and he's mm-hmm. invested in us. And so I've studied yeah. all the attempts that have tried this, and I think we figured out why it actually works. Yeah, yeah. Well, because not only am I uh, do. 
I feel that you value my time, but you also know that I value something other than just because you get to feel good for donating as well, right? Bingo. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a feel good across the board. Um, why have I never subscribed to or tried Gated? Oh, we've, right. only been, we've only been available publicly for two months, but I would love to ask you that exact question, which is why are you not signed up yet? Yeah, I was, well, no, I was going to say, I seem to remember uh, a beta for it a while ago. Yes. And, or maybe, or a similar service. And I'm like, why didn't I do this then? And then I remember I run a podcast and could get letters from anyone at any time. <laughs> Ah, well, that's why we, um, so we can build workflows on top of your email, right? So we've got one VC okay. where VCs get lots of um, emails saying, hey, I want you to invest mm -hmm. and they want to be available. So we, so there's, there's three, uh, there's two basic options for data. One is, mm -hmm. hey, you don't know me, click here to donate. The other one right. is, hey, you may actually know me, um, but sending from new email, click here to verify you do know me. Um, right. We can put a third or a fourth one on there too, which is like, hey, if you want to be on my podcast, don't send me an email. Click here and put it in my Airtable or put it in my Google form. And, um, and yeah, so yeah. all of a sudden we allow people to mm -hmm. take it basically like, hey, there's different ways I want you to interact with me. And so mm -hmm. I'd say if, if people email you because of your podcast, how many of those people are you actually listening to? And if you put up a four dollar barrier or a two dollar barrier and said hey if you're actually if you think my time's worth two bucks like then i'll talk to you so like uh, how many how many emails a day do you get around that podcast so so it's it's actually interesting i read every single letter with the exception of the few spam can we write an article for your blog kind of things um i read almost all of the listener feedback on air every month wow so it, it's not that heavy, but, you know, it's also one of those things that uh, I think is, has been very valuable for everybody um, to hear that they are not alone or for some guests who are who started as regular listeners to hear um, that someone enjoyed their episode. Um, the, the hard filters for things like, you know, the, the, the marketing service that contacted me about you. Right. How do I feel? Those are the ones that are, have been more interesting lately and, you know, where I might get uh, more interesting from Gated. Um, flip side, of course, I also have like, uh, I don't know about you, but I have probably close to 200 uh, Gmail rules just to sort the, the, the good from the bad. Uh, that's where we point. built gated. Uh, that's where we built gated is to make it so you don't have to write those rules anymore. We effectively yeah, just, yeah. Uh, we learn by your behavior. And we write those rules for you. Nice. Yeah. Wow. That's really cool. That is so cool. Um, anywhere else we can find you? You talked about being on LinkedIn a lot. I, I'm a big fan of LinkedIn. I tend to write <laughs> up my knowledge and put it there, right? So I guess one other thing, as long as we're on this kind of similar vein, is like I've, I'm a big fan of the concept of a user manual, um, which is okay. Yeah. how should somebody plug into me? Um, mm -hmm. I think it makes people that work with you understand you better, um, more predictable, easier to leverage. Um, frankly, I don't know if I'd work for anybody that didn't have one anymore. And so, um, you know, understanding, <laughs> particularly in a remote environment, that. So that's on my LinkedIn as well, too. But yeah, it's like okay. um, I'm, I'm a big fan of the, the stuff and the topics that you, uh, you work on, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, I will include links to that in the show notes. Um, and that's, I mean, that's everything at that point. That's great. I, I, yeah. I love it. It's a fun chat for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Um, so thank you so much. If you want to come back and talk some more, you know, just anytime, love to have you back. Um, and, uh, and thank you for taking the time out today to speak with us. You got it, my man. Well, it's great to talk, Kevin. And uh, I'm excited yep. to, uh, to follow and listen to your show on my walk every day. <laughs> and, uh, and for the people at home, we'll be right back after this.
and we are back. Uh, first things first, I want to thank Andy for coming on the show and talking about how he stays productive, and it was uh, pretty awesome. Uh, and I had I had a great time talking with Andy, and I hope Andy had a great time talking with us. Uh, so yeah, check that stuff out. It was pretty cool. As thinking of cool, uh, we have a word for this week. Speak to me of this word. It is gated.com, G-A-T-E-D-C-O-M for gated.com, the, uh, the company that Andy founded. Um, like I said, it looks like a pretty cool service. I keep flip-flopping between do I need this? Do I don't need this? You know, is it something that would work for me? But, uh, and maybe it'll work for you. I, um, I, I still haven't quite moved off the fence on that. So, hey, that's, um, that's the magic word for this weekend. What do we do with the magic word? We go to productivityalchemy.com. We enter the code into the little badge code box. We read all about what badge codes are and why we want them. And, uh, yeah, and you can see the badges that you can earn. You can see the badges that you've already earned if you've been doing it for a while. And it's pretty cool. There's also uh, links to past episodes, all the show notes, uh, the bulleted lists of things we talk about that I remember to put in there as we go. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're all there for your perusal. There is also a link to support, which talks about how you could give us money through Patreon or, or Ko-fi or whatever. Please don't. Please don't. We're good. Yep. We are, uh, we're doing okay. Um, but there are other people who aren't doing okay. And, uh, one of the things I really liked about Gated, um, and, and you haven't listened to the interview, so I, a quick brief on that is, um, Gated stands between your email and other people, and if they really want to get in touch with you, they can give a donation to a charity through Gated. <laughs> like, yeah. Wait, but what if they really want to get in touch with you for, like, I, I, I... There are, they, they, they have rules in place, but the general thing is if it's someone completely unknown that maybe, like, I would whitelist you, so your mail would come through immediately, but maybe the random people who are, I get a lot of emails for, hey, I have a great guest for Productivity Alchemy, gotcha. people I haven't sent mail to, um, and maybe I want to say, you know, if you really want your guest on Productivity Alchemy, let's, you know, I, I would appreciate if you gave money to a charity, and you can choose your charity. Um, ah. Yes. Um, and if they don't have your charity already listed, and there's the usual criteria, you know, 501c3, blah, 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 um, then you can talk to them about adding it. Um, but Andy's two charities of choice are um, the Wounded Warriors Project and uh, Doctors Without Borders. There we go. Uh, both of which are doing a lot of work to help people who... Need it. Need it. In a bad way. Yeah. In a bad way. Um and uh, there are two that I'm generally supportive of. I'm very supportive of Doctor Without Doctors Without Borders. Um, and uh, given the most recent bullshit in Congress, um, the things like the Wounded Warriors Project is going to be even more important. Absolutely. So, you know what? Uh, go out there, give them money. We don't need it. And I will link those in the show notes. So hey, that's everything. I will. I will say uh, mm -hmm. it's it's been like a week now. I think or a week yeah. and a half, two weeks maybe that I have had this assistant who is handling, who is like triaging my my yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, email stuff. And oh my god, today he was like, a bunch of people want book plates. Why don't I make up a Google Doc that has all of their addresses in it? <laughs> so that you can just check them off when they're done so that, you know, it's uh, easy for you to find. And I'm like, holy shit, you can do that? Um, yeah? And he set up, uh, he, he like called the Flyleaf Books and set up 
uh, me signing stock for them, and so that they will ship signed books to people. Yeah, and that, that, I was like, I mean, yeah. I was like, holy God. Well, I was like, yeah, I should, uh, Flyleaf would probably do it. I should probably get a hold of him. He's like, do you want me to? And I'm like, you, you would do that? And he's like, that's what you pay me the money for. And I'm like, holy mackerel. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. So I will, I, and I will include a link to Flyleaf books. We've talked about them before. We've had links before, but uh, it's been a little while. I so, still actually you know. have to go there and sign stock for them. Well, but yeah, guess. but, um, you know, it's, uh, I, I personally believe in supporting uh, local bookshops, uh, oh, independent bookshops as, as much as possible. Um, yeah, just if, yeah. If, if you rush out right after this episode to get a signed book from them, they, not they won't yet. have any not by yet. me yeah. because, you know, I'm sitting here still signing stuff for the Digger Kickstarter. But, yeah, you can st you can buy other things from them. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Go buy know, other books. Um, plus, uh, uh, doesn't Murr have a book coming out real soon? Uh, Station Eternity in yes. the Midsolar Murders. I'm not actually sure when it comes out. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll link to the pre-order. Yes. Because it's a great book. I, I got a chance to read it beforehand. Um, and, uh, like, as soon as she finished, I was like, give me the manuscript. Give me the manuscript. She says, all right. And, you know, <laughs> emailed it over. And then I, I, like, read it within days. So, um, and who that's, that's everything. And, uh, for, from us to you, you know what? Go out there, stay healthy, do your best to, um, Stay productive, no matter what it looks like. Absolutely. And in my case, it looks like signing my name over and over again. And you know what? Rest is being productive because your body's being productive. It needs rest to, to do its things, too. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm going to go rest now. You should go rest.